Hi, everyone. Troy Sage here. And on this episode of Real Estate Talk, March 2021, we are going to talk about pricing. Is there a bubble? What sellers need to know? What buyers need to know? And what agents need to do to put deals together and get them closed? Let's start with the magic question. Troy, is this a real estate bubble? In my opinion, no. This is not a real estate bubble. Why do I say this? because it's a different time. In the early 2000s, there were a lot of predatory lending, stated income, stated asset loans, people that were borrowing more money than what they could ever possibly pay back. And there's federal regulations in place and lending has changed so much, those loans have not been available in years. Reason number two that I believe that this is not a bubble is the average American has over $25,000 in equity in their home right now, depending on where you're at, but the national average is over $25,000 in equity. So in whatever market you're in, you're most likely going to be able to sell that property. Even if you walk out with $0, if you're in trouble and you're missing mortgage payments, you're still going to be able to walk out without being foreclosed on. And even with no money, start a new path and start over again. So I don't believe this is a bubble. This is not what we saw. 2007 through 2012. It's just a different, different market. Here's another reason why I don't believe that this is a bubble. What's pushing prices up in the housing industry is the abundance of buyers, the low interest rates, and the lack of inventory. We have high demand, low supply, and lots of money. So I just don't see the bubble bursting. I don't believe there is a bubble. I believe there will be a correction. When will this correction happen? I don't know exactly, but I'm predicting the correction will start to take place probably towards the end of this year. So with that being said, I don't believe there's a bubble. Here's another reason why I don't believe there's a bubble. When buyers are paying 5, 10, 15, 20% above appraised value just to purchase a home, and there's so many buyers doing this right now, how can, it, how can it be a bubble? We have inflation, absolutely. Inflated uh, prices, inflated values, but money, borrowing money right now is so cheap. If you just go back to the early 90s, you're looking at 10, 11, 12% interest. We're below 4% still. So money's cheap. More buyers can purchase, more buyers have higher purchasing power and it's pushing prices up. The lack of inventory is pushing prices up. So if you're a seller, now might be the time to sell your property to make the ultimate return on your investment. May absolutely be the time. Uh, I can tell you, for those of you that uh, listen to my podcast and follow me, I'm a broker in California and in Arizona. And I will tell you that in both markets, there's just no inventory. Our absorption rate is like 14 days, meaning that if nobody lists another home for sale in 14 days, we'd have zero inventory. There is just zero properties available. So for a seller, perfect time, right? High demand, high demand, high demand, and no inventory. So as I explained it to some people, if you owned a, a shoe store and you had two pair of shoes for sale, and you have 100 people wanting to buy shoes, they're going to outbid each other to buy those shoes. So simply put, 
For buyers, let me address buyers right now. If you're thinking about buying a home, the obvious that you should know already is to make sure that you're pre-qualified or preferably pre-approved with a lender that you have, uh, your paperwork has been underwritten approved. Uh, you want that in place before you start looking at homes. More information on that is on other podcasts, so I won't dive any deeper on that. But here's a hint for you. When you're looking at homes, whatever your maximum loan amount is, whatever you're most comfortable paying, whatever the bank has actually approved you for, my suggestion, because people are, are outbidding each other so much, is look at homes 5 to 10% below where you're qualified. Because what's happening right now is sellers will list their property at, say, $400,000. And if you're qualified up to $400,000, there's other people that are qualified even higher and they're bidding higher and higher and higher. And most likely that home's gonna go for five, 10, even up to 20% more than what it was listed at. This is the issue we have in the industry right now is lack of inventory. There's just nothing available, very little available. Um, for example, also in Arizona, if you're looking at new construction, you are looking at an average of 10 months to 18 months before that house is actually gonna be built and you're gonna get keys. And in some cases, it might take you 24 months to actually get keys to that property. So there's no inventory. There's lots of reasons why new construction is doing this, but I will put this in another podcast. So buyers, make sure you're totally qualified. Make sure that you are working with a real estate agent that understands the market, that knows how to structure an offer to get that approved. Here's another hint for you. Instead of pushing up the price, think about this as a strategy for the buyers and the buyer's agents out there. Have the buyer pay the seller's closing costs. You're not gonna push the price up and you're gonna stay more in the appraised range. Doesn't mean that all the numbers are going to work, but that's what we're seeing. We're seeing quite a bit of that where Buyers are offering to pay the seller's closing costs and keeping the price down a little bit. Here's something else in which we're seeing. As an agent, and as a buyer, understand what an escalation clause is. So put an escalation clause in your offer. It, uh, what it allows you to do, in a nutshell, is you write an offer at, say, $400,000, but you're willing to pay up to $425,000, your offer's at 400,000, you put the clause in that you're willing to pay up to 425 in $1,000 increments higher than the highest offer. So to break that down, you're willing to pay up to 425, you'd like to offer 400, somebody else comes in at 410, you're automatically pushing your offer to 411. Someone else comes in at 412, you're automatically pushing it up to 413. So these are just tips and strategies to help buyers and buyer's agents actually get their offer accepted. Let's talk about sellers. In today's market, I won't guarantee every single marketplace you're going to get offers above what would be considered appraised or market value. But I will tell you that more times than not, that is the deal. And sometimes as a seller, you'll be blown away at what someone's willing to pay for your home. Key things are is make sure your home is extremely presentable. Make sure that your home is, as I call it, the shiny penny in the neighborhood, decluttered, and all the standard stuff that we talk about in other podcasts. Number two, 
be prepared with your agent that when you're looking at offers, that the buyer has the funds, they have the money if the property does not appraise. I'll go back to my $400,000 to $425,000 example. If the last home on the street that matches your house sold for four hundred, dollars and you get an offer at $425,000, there's no guarantee it will appraise at $425,000. So make sure that buyer has that extra twenty dollars or $25,000 in the bank available cash or else what will what could happen is you will after the appraisal be back to negotiating what you'd like to do either bring the price down or move on to another buyer simply put here is the biggest fear that sellers have right now and i think this is attributing to why we have such low inventory number one they're not sure what their home is actually valued at so reach out to a professional real estate agent and get a true market analysis of your property. That's number one. Number two, what the fear is, is if they sell their home, where are they going to go? Because now they're going to be on the other side of the fence as a buyer with low inventory. So there are workarounds on that. A couple of workarounds would be as a up to 90 day rent back for a seller. Now, that particular situation, the seller, once you close escrow, you become the tenant and you're going to rent for 90 days or less, preferably less in a perfect world. Keep this in mind, you're going to be paying the new owner or the buyer's pity payment, principal, interest, taxes, insurance, HOA. So that means you have more money coming out of your pocket if you rent back to stay in that same dwelling or in that same house. Here's another strategy as a seller. If once you have an offer on your property and you've been looking at replacement properties for yourself, write the offer contingent upon your home closing escrow. Now, that's not always the strongest offer when you're going up against other buyers that don't have that contingency. But here's what you can do. Start writing the offers, get ready to go. And as your buyer has released all contingencies, now you should be able to write offers non-contingent upon your home closing escrow. There's more nuances to this technique. And if you have questions on that as an agent, or a seller, reach out to me and I'll explain them in, in greater detail. It's case by case basis. So there's a lot of things that you can do as a buyer and seller. The sky is not falling. I don't believe there is a bubble. I believe that we're going to have a correction when it's going to happen. I truly believe towards the end of this year, but I don't believe we're going to see prices tank at all. Last thing I want to say on this podcast and video cast is directly to the real estate agents. I understand it's a very tough market right now. And as buyer's agents and seller's agents, we're working very long days, very long hours, and it is over-consuming our lives right now, 110%. As a buyer's agent, we're driving around, we're trying to show properties. There's 10, 15, 20 people at every home. It's almost like massive open houses at every showing. Here's my advice. Please be kind. Be kind to the other agents that are showing properties. We're all in this together. I can tell you story after story after story of just the past couple of weeks of me showing homes to clients, watching agents argue and fight in front of a home. Who's going to get in first? It doesn't matter. The seller and the listing agent, the seller's agent are going to look at the, pro at the contracts normally all at the same time. So be kind to each other. Okay, please. It is so frustrating to see agents fighting 
like children, who's going to walk in the house first? That's all I'm going to say on that. As a listing agent, please do your best to get back with the agents that have written offers. I know you're inundated. I list and sell properties. I list and work with buyers. I know what it's like on both sides of the fence. We list a property three days later, so there's 30, 40, 50 offers. The least you could do as a listing agent is a little bit of communication back to the buyer's agent. Let them know that you received the offer. A really good agent will actually communicate with the buyer's agent to let them know that their offer was or was not accepted. Maybe even give them a reason why. Maybe their price was too low. Maybe the other offers came in with different terms that made it better for the seller. But both sides, as listing agents and as buyer's agents, please be kind to each other. Please communicate. As a listing agent, you have a fiduciary duty to your client to represent them and get them the best price. But what a lot of agents are forgetting right now is in order to do so, you have to communicate with the buyer's agents. You have to. And if you don't, it just makes life more difficult for you in the future and for the buyer's agents right now. So everyone, please play nice in the sandbox. Stop fighting. Stop arguing. Think about number one. The most important thing that you're doing is taking care of your client and providing service. So there's my update, my friends. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I appreciate you watching the video. If you're um, interested in me answering any questions, feel, feel free to reach out to me. Shoot me an email, troy at troysage.com. I'll be happy to answer your questions. Be kind to each other. Please subscribe to this. Share this with your friends. Reach out to me. I'm here to help you. Thanks for watching, my friends, and make it a great day.